0: Welcome to the show. That's Ryan G Hensley. I'm Grant Elcone. He's in his wonderful man cave studio, uh, and I'm s- stranded in Phoenix, Arizona <laughs> because I booked a layover flight back from Pittsburgh and there was a 50-minute layover and I missed my flight because know, we got stuck. Anyway, that's how I feel. I don't want to be here, but I am. So I want to make the most of it. I'm chilling in Phoenix, you look great. I like your hat.
1: Thank you, my friend. I feel good. I, it was good. It's a good game yesterday. Uh, I uh, did. I miss a food video because I kind of expect when you go out of town to get. A food I didn't video.
0: do. I didn't. There's not like a like a iconic Pittsburgh street food, so I didn't know what to do. Mm. I went out to brunch with Jesse though, and I had a burger. No, I had a BLT. It was just a, D- a BLT.
1: Uh, it would have been a good opportunity with Jesse and you there, but I'm a so- little disappointed.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe next time. All right. Anyway, let's talk about this game. It felt like a lot of people are drawing large conclusions about the Niners based off this game. Like, not just the Niners, but the quarterback. And I'm hearing a lot of stuff like, you know, this is the team beat or he's the real deal. Okay, let's get into it. Let's start with the Niners.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They won 30 to 7. They mm-hmm. dominated like few teams
1: did week one. Are they
0: officially
1: the team to beat? In the NFC, I think they are. They're they're right there. I think the Cowboys put on an amazing performance as well, 40 to zero. Their defense looked amazing. So I think it's the Cowboys and the Niners, those are the two teams in the NFC. I think both teams look better than the Eagles. We'll see. But obviously, you know, I think people they like to jump and draw conclusions off of one game, week one. But as you've seen, you know, every single season, week one doesn't always determine the outcome of the season. But based off just yesterday, the Niners and the Cowboys, to me, look like the teams to beat in the NFC, and I don't think it's particularly close.
0: Yeah, I think it's fair to remember that, you know, Jim Tom Sula won his first game. Chip Kelly won his first game. Weird things happened week one, and I think I felt like I learned more about the Steelers in this game than the Niners. Like, what did we really learn about the Niners that we didn't already know? I guess we'll talk about that. Yeah. But are the team to beat in the NFC? I still have my – Questions. It's not because I think they're not good. I mean, if they stay healthy, they are really good. But look what Dallas did. Like, Dallas faced a better team than the Niners faced and beat them by more. That's kind of interesting. Like, Dallas has a great defense, too. Dallas has a great pass rush, too. Dallas has a really good quarterback, too. Uh, And then Philly, like, they only won by five, but they beat Bill Belichick and they won on the road. I feel like those three teams are clearly the class of the NFC. I feel stupid. For hyping up Seattle. like
1: <laughs> yeah, Seattle, what the hell happened to Seattle and the Rams? That was crazy, man. Did not expect that. So, our, I mean, I know we're talking about the Niners here, but do you think the Seattle's worse than we thought or the Rams are better than we thought?
0: Seattle might be worse than we thought. Like, maybe Geno Smith isn't the real deal. We'll have to mm-hmm. see. I know his offensive tackles went down, maybe.
1: But it's like still, man. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 he might I, be I thought- fugazi. I thought they would split with Seattle, man. I had a, I had the Niners at like I was real like, I try to like emotionally hedge a little bit going into the season because I'm a Niners fan, man, and I don't want to get my hopes up and then get let down. So I kind of had the Niners, you know, ten and seven. But now after 13. yesterday, I'm I'm gonna say thirteen and four. Like to me, I don't see a, a a team on the schedule that is better than them. Now equal to like the the Cowboys look legit. So who knows what's going to happen with that game. But I feel like the Niners, man, they, based on yesterday, they looked really, really good. And I want to give credit to Kyle Shanahan because I I didn't think they were going to be ready. They usually start slow, and they came out firing. Now, they did have 11 penalties for 85 yards, which is something that they could fix and make them even more dangerous. So in that part, yeah, maybe another a, a little bit more discipline, a little bit more focus is needed there. But overall, man, they looked ready to go. Mike Tomlin, I... I don't know. I, I maybe I've been overhyping, overrating Mike Tomlin, but yeah, the 49ers, man, they look they look like the team to beat in the NFC. I could easily see the Niners making the Super Bowl. You said that you had them going ten and seven, but after yesterday, you're thinking they might go 13 and
0: 4. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna change my prediction. I was at 10 and 7 as well. I'm not ready to to step off that prediction yet, only because I was like really surprised at how bad Pittsburgh played. Yeah. I think that's fair to say nothing against the Niners, but that Pittsburgh team that we saw yesterday was not good. And it wasn't because of their defense. Like Patrick Peterson, he got, you know, embarrassed a little bit, but still it was the Steelers offense. It was the fact that they couldn't get a first down until the very last possession of the first half. Like you're going to tire out your defense. Yeah, You're going to make their offense look good. If you can't get a first down ever. Yeah. So Kenny Pickett was so bad. Yeah. Uh, their running game was so non-existent, and their offensive coordinator is terrible, Matt Canada. I think that's a team that isn't going to make the playoffs. So uh, I I still have questions about the Niners against legit contenders, and also like legit quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett is terrible.
1: Yeah, he's bad.
0: Yeah, like, why, why did he not scramble more? Like, why are you just standing there in the pocket and trying to throw under pressure? Like, who do you who who you think you are? You're not good.
1: Yeah, last Monday, you predicted the Niners were going to win. I predicted they would lose, but by Wednesday, I had changed my mind. Like When they signed Nick Bosa, I saw Kittle was practicing. Ray Ray was going to be practicing. I was like, okay, yeah, the Niners are going to win this one. So I changed my prediction on Wednesday, but I thought it was going to be close. And I thought Kenny Pickett was something that uh, he's not. That If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, I feel down and out because I didn't see anything from Kenny Pickett that would make you feel like the future is bright. Like he looked like Mid to lower mid as a quarterback. And I don't know if yeah. it's just the offense, the new coordinator, Matt Canada, that they got, but whatever's going on in Pittsburgh, man, it it's looks sketchy. Like they did not look good at all offensively at all. They didn't look ready. They didn't look,
0: which is crazy because they had like this great preseason. But uh, Cam Hayward, their best D tackle, left the game with a hamstring pull. Deontay Johnson, uh, their second best wide receiver left the game with a hamstring pull. They seemed so disjointed, and not ready for their home opener, which was strange. I don't understand how that happened. And we're not here to talk about the Steelers, but I just caution a little bit. I know it's like a big it's like victory lap Monday. Everyone who ever liked Brock Purdy, everyone who ever thought the Niners were going to win the Super Bowl is a big I told you so day. And like maybe it is. But I still want to say like, hey man, I,
1: can we just acknowledge that Pittsburgh was buns? They were ass. They were buns. I mean- I mean, uh, uh, sorry, the buns is probably a better word for for the show. But I will buns. say that the Niners' defense looked really damn good. So maybe it, it was did. just that, man. Like, the pressure it on did. Kenny Pickett was ridiculous. Like, especially what's new or new within the last couple of years, at least since they've got rid of uh, Buckner, is the interior pass rush. Like, watching yeah. the 49ers put that much pressure on Kenny Pickett through the inside – was great to see because if the if Armstead and Hargrave are going to apply but Kinlaw look good when he was in there in the interior if they're going to be able to apply pressure like that on most of the teams they face it's going to be a, it's a good sign for the 49ers because that was something that was missing from the 49ers defense last year
0: yeah and I think it's really underscores there's only one type of quarterback that can really beat the Niners either Patrick Mahomes or you need a quarterback who can scramble if you're just going to stand in the pocket against this defense you better yeah. get the ball. Like, you better be Peyton Manning, and even then he'd probably have a really tough day against his team. I yeah. think you gotta take the scramble lanes that they give you. You you'd see that they they, they give scramble lanes up like they don't care. Mm. And that's why, like, one of the reasons they're I think four and eighteen against Russell Wilson in his career, mm. that type of quarterback gives the Niners problems. Like, not the zone read quarterback. The zone read isn't doesn't really matter. It's scrambling. Well, the Niners are very susceptible to quarters who can do quarterbacks who can do
1: that. Well, somebody that can scramble really well in the Niners play in week three is the Giants. But we saw him against the Cowboys last night. He scrambles his ass off, but he got sacked seven times. So Mm -hmm. it depends. I don't know. Are the Cowboys just better prepared for that type of quarterback? We'll find out. So it'll be interesting because the Giants offensive line looked awful, but Daniel Jones can scramble. So we'll see what happens in week three. I still feel like the team to beat, or Dallas, one of those two teams. But the Niners seem like they're right there,
0: and if they can stay healthy, which I'm skeptical about, I could see them beating either team. Because the thing about it, it's a ma- it's a game of matchups, and yeah. Dak doesn't exactly scramble like he used to. Against the Niners, he kind of parks himself in the pocket, and when there's pressure, he throws picks. That's what he does. Yeah. So if the Niners, I mean, that's why the, he's been awful against the Niners in two playoff games. He's gotten worse. Mm. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is probably a tougher matchup for the Niners.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dallas is going to be no joke, man. Like the the pass rush that they have going against this offensive line and Burford. And if there was like two negatives on this team, it was, or just one negative, it's the right side of the line. Like we were all concerned with. Kyle Shannon has to figure out how to help Colton McKivitt on the outside. Burford's got to tighten it up, at least with penalties. He didn't have a great game either. But Colton McKivitt, you can't leave that guy on an island. Kyle Shannon has to figure out how to get him help, whether it's a tight end or it's Kyle Juice check or something. But when it's an elite pass rusher, and it's a an, uh, for sure passing down. If you leave Colton McKivitz on an island with that guy, it's gonna be trouble for Brock Purdy. So Kyle Shannon has to figure that out. And, and Brock Purdy's gotta do some. I mean, he's just it's his sophomore year now, right? So he's not a rookie. I'm not gonna give him the pass either. And hopefully Kyle Shannon gives him the freedom to adjust his protections after, you know, after the huddle breaks. But Brock Purdy and Kyle Shannon have to figure out another way to help Brock Purdy in protection on those in those situations. People say with Colt McKivitt, we we'll are talk about him later.
0: Like, don't overreact. He was going against TJ Watt. He's the best. Yeah, um, that's true. But Spencer Burford didn't really have anyone who could challenge him. Cam Hayward left. The Steelers didn't have interior pressure really much at all in the game like the Niners did. And Burford's another guy who's going to get tested. Not in week one, but he will be tested. I mean, when he go against the Eagles, the Cowboys, he'll Browns. be um, someone who needs to step up. Absolutely. Yeah. Zach says, how do we tell Kyle to sit CMC while in the lead? Write him a letter.
1: Yeah. My, my son was, okay. I watched the game with my sons, and my 15-year-old son's like, why is CMC still in right now? He's going to get hurt. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, dude. Like, but I don't understand it. I don't know. It, it's it's nitpicky, but at the same time, if God forbid
0: Christian McCaffrey gets injured in the fourth quarter up 20, Kyle would never hear the end of it. So why are you even messing with it? I don't know. Jay yeah. Garza says, encouraged by Wilkes, still worried about Kyle's risk management. More starters should have been holding their helmets, and not wearing them. In the fourth. It's interesting that a lot of fans want to talk about this. First two comments.
1: Well, they got they got a what's it it's called? It's valid. Yeah, I mean they, the history of people getting injured. They got uh, yeah. I can't I can't remember the name of the, what I'm the, the mental condition where you bring back. You know what I'm talking. About. Anyways, let's hey, see about like, no, you know like uh sorry, I'm tired. I can't remember. It's I'll not important. It. Let's
0: keep it. It's going. not important. Josh yeah. Wyatt says conspiracy theory cap room was partially for right tackle Taylor Moten from Carolina. Two years left in a big deal, and Carolina seems to be pipeline. It's true. Could
1: be Taylor Moten. They need somebody, man. Like Colt McKibbitts, and we'll talk about him later. I'll save it. I'll save it for when we talk yeah. about Colt. Yeah. I'll look into it. Vinny Boy says injuries could derail
0: everything. Per CMC. Well, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Those guys have to stay healthy uh sapper main says the cowboys played the giants the giants are the giants better than Steelers? i I don't think so
1: so now last year but not this year i don't think they looked off they look bad i mean their quarterback is better their offensive line was like a turnstile they couldn't they they didn't look like a professional team going against the cowboys maybe cowboys are just that great yeah they they couldn't stop shit.
0: fair enough fair enough
1: yeah i'm I'm just going off last year like yeah
0: giants made the playoffs last year maybe that but they're in the nfc yeah. cowboys averaged 40 points per game since trading for trey it's true i saw <laughs> east bay chris tweet, tweet that yeah. i like that all right i got another question for you is kyle shanahan the best play designer
1: in the nfl officially i mean he had guys wide open left and right i think i think he might be him and andy Reid. well i mean i don't know how much andy reed's involved with it now i'm sure he's involved somewhat but yeah, I mean, he's definitely top two if he's not number one, especially that opening script. Like, the opening script for the 49ers was uh, immaculate. Like, he guys were wide open, BA was wide open. And then, shout out to Brock Purdy for making that pass to, to BA In the end zone on it's like a 20 yarder back shorter throw. It was perfectly timed, perfect accuracy. But other than that, most of the time, guys were wide open. That was a tight throw, tight window throw. But most of the time, it's wide open, man. Kyle Shanahan is great at that. Not only that, but the run game, some of the runs he was dialing up were amazing. And what's crazy, too, is all the runs are going to the left every time. And everyone knows of him, them. And they can't stop yep.
0: it. Yeah. You can't stop it. Um, okay. I'm going to disagree. All and right. it's nothing against Kyle Shanahan. He is up there. You could argue he is number two because the thing with like Andy Reid, his play design is great, but like a a lot of what he does is like more than play design, right? It's developing the quarterback, it's overall management of the team, Uh, and when you have someone like Patrick Mahomes, it's not all about your play design, although that's part of it. He's and he's great, but like Kyle's like a, it's all about his play design. He doesn't have the quarterback, doesn't want the quarterback. He's all about his play design, and I think there's another team that's like that, and I think they might outdo Kyle. Miami. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. That's all I'm saying. He's like the Spock to to Kyle's captain Kirk. And all I'm saying is that Miami put up 36 this week and they averaged like 8.2 yards per play. And they got right-handed Brock Purdy, at quarterback. And I think it's interesting that this, you have the same questions about Miami and the Niners. Like can they keep their quarterback healthy? And you're like, "Mm, yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't know. I want to say yes. To be positive, but yeah. that's the question with both teams. And if they can like if Miami can keep Tua upright for the whole year.
1: Dude, Tua uh, balled out yesterday. Tua, yeah. And they have he, Tyreek Hill still in Day Waddle. Tua changed my mind a little bit about him. I didn't realize his arm strength was that good. He made some mm-hmm. he made nice some team. some deep, nice throws, like on the run, off balance. So yeah, I underestimated Tua's arm strength. Miami, yeah, you're right, man. Miami's that's a good call. It might be close. I mean, he learned a lot from Kyle Shanahan, but I also think he's putting his own spin on it. He's more um, successful in the past game. He, I, I, mean, I, I do think,
0: think he learned a lot from Kyle, but I think he's also – he would probably think he's gone beyond Kyle. That He's like more yeah. – he's smarter that Kyle probably got exposed to it sooner because he's Mike Shanahan's son. But I think Mike McDaniel – we'll see. It's been one game. Yeah, Sean McVay did a good job this week too, but McDaniel, man, year two, not taking a step back at all. Like, did you did you watch any of that
1: game? It's quite well, impressive I, what they were doing on offense. I watched just the highlights and and I looked at the numbers and I'm like, damn, he's killing it in the passing game. I think two had like 442 yards or something like that. When's yeah. the last time a, a 49ers quarterback threw for that many yards? Like, Jeff, Jeff he Garcia, threw for 466.
0: Right? Man, and uh, that's the thing about Brock Purdy, like. People talking about him as the next Joe Montana, and he's great. I mean, Brock is really, really good, but he throws for like 220 yards a game. They don't exactly say, hey, man, like Tua yesterday threw 45 times.
1: That's wild. I think that's how the Niners win. I think what Kyle does differently, though, like I think Brock pretty had what, 180 in the first half? Mm -hmm. So he was trending 360. It's just yeah. Kyle takes his foot off the has pedal. Has his run game and it goes into the run game in the second half when yeah. he's winning. Yeah, and more. Yeah. I mean, like, McDaniel
0: not- they they don't run the ball that well in Miami.
1: Yeah, which is crazy. It's
0: all passing game. It's mostly passing. Yeah. So yeah. hey, if you if you're into the run game, it, which is funny, we all thought Mike McDaniel was the run game extraordinaire with the Niners, but I think it's Chris Forrester mm. or Bobby Turner or one of the one of the old heads on the on the, I, and Mike McDaniel's more of a big picture guy. He's just as eager to throw and score points as Kyle.
1: Yeah. I mean, Miami had to, they had to because they like their defense. And, you know, uh, yeah, what's the the guy's name? The defense coordinator in Miami now, Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio. He he wasn't getting stops for whatever reason. You know, he's supposed to be the guy, but he wasn't getting stops um, yesterday. So the Miami had to keep up and they had to score. And maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, I feel like it's easier to, to play offense when the other offense isn't has one yard in the first half and yeah. you can just kind of like wear out the other defense, make it
1: tired, and yeah, play with a lead. I mean, how that's kind of like the easiest way to play offense. And I thought Wilkes was going to take some time to adjust. No, he, he was I – mean, maybe it's just the team is just so damn good, but I thought that the defense – I thought the offense was going to kind of carry the defense for the first few weeks for the 49ers. And like all the all three teams were clicking. No doubt uh chip Thompson lamb chops
0: this Sunday. this may be the best team we've seen. Kyle needs to pull starters in the fourth
1: quarter, yeah 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 what what is, is it called cup gonna play help, help me out what is no he's not he's out he he's on my fantasy team and he's i r that was my third cool. pick yeah I know everyone cares about my fantasy team, obviously. <laughs> I just tuned out. Sorry. Isaac Hernandez <laughs> has
0: any chance to get defo back. Right tackle options out there. Uh no on defo, most likely. And right tackle options. Josh Wyatt mentioned Taylor Moten. So let's check into Tim. Uh Isaac. He's a diaper. Really,
1: can you can you really add a right tackle this like already in the season? Like there's a lot to learn about this offense in the run game. I don't know if you can just insert a right tackle like in the middle of the season. No, it'd be tough. Pizza Diaper says, Pitt's staple uh, is the
0: Primanti sandwich. Oh, well, I should have got that. Whoop, Pizza next Diaper, it's gross. Dr. David English says, Hey, Grant, when is the next cone bone? Haven't been on in a long, long time. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I, Friday? Maybe Friday. Matthew McHose says, I was told Purdy can't throw right two TDs. Can't throw right. <laughs> Can't turn left. I'm not an ambi-turner. Hey, he showed us. He threw the ball 20 yards through the air. I'm not being snarky. It was very nice. Fish are relaxing. Says, why does Grant have him pajamas with a collar? No, it's linens. Because (laughs) I'm still still celebrating summer, even though the whole world is on fall now. Drake Jackson looks to have a breakout season. Yeah, sure. And on on that topic, is the Niners' defense better than last season? I mean, Javon Hargrave,
1: Drake Jackson— what do you yeah. think? Steve Wilkes? I'm going to I mean, I guess I'm going to say yes, man. The, the interior pass rush to me is the difference, right? They didn't have it last year. This year they have it, and I think that makes all the difference because if you get pressure on the inside, quarterbacks can't get comfortable in the pocket. That's going to open things up for Drake Jackson and Nick Bosa, and that just creates problems for everybody else. Yeah, I, I think they are, man. I, th- I think they are better than they are they were last year.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's possible. We're talking about the number one defense in the league last year, but Mm -hmm. they just gave up seven points. I think Steelers' offense is terrible. But you mentioned, I mean, the the pass rush is so much better than last year that you can't deny that. They did lose Jimmy Ward, and I think that's a big one because other than Trevarius Ward, their corners are super suspect. Like, Lenore competes, but he had two bad penalties yesterday. And Ambry Thomas, I don't think you can play him. Isaiah Oliver, I, I think good teams can exploit him. But again, maybe the Niners pass rush is just so good that like nine out of 10 teams can't even get to that part of the field. So, yeah, we'll I see-
1: mean, uh, <clears throat> the pass rush definitely helps with the corners, but I, I like Charvarius Ward. Lenore, even though he had two penalties, he led the team in tackles yesterday, he had 10 total tackles, eight solo. Um, so maybe if he just cleans up those penalties, he'll be fine. And Ambry Thomas, even though his first year was encouraging, his second year was not. But in training camp, preseason, Ambry Thomas looked pretty good, and I don't even really remember his name being called yesterday. We'll find out more when they face teams with you know more talent at the receiver position. But like you said, if the pass rush is improved uh, and it feels like it is, then that's going to help those guys out a lot. And Wilkes is a DB specialist, and 49ers got two interceptions yesterday. So – I think overall the 49ers defense is better, man. I, I I'm encouraged by. It. Now that doesn't mean statistically that they're going to show up as as good as they did last year. Cowboys defense is elite. They might come for that number 1 spot too. Um but I think they could be better and and have a less and have less numbers statistically. Look look worse statistically but be better overall because of the teams they're playing. Um so yeah, but I'm encouraged by the 49ers defense for sure. I think the offense and defense is better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I, th- I think I think it's possible the defense is even better than last season, and if that's the case, wow. But I do think they got some questions in the ba- in the defensive backfield, and if they go against a team with a really good offensive line and multiple good receivers, I don't know how many teams like that exist in the league. Yeah. But we'll see if the Niners' defense can get ex- exploited. Because like, man, what team does? I don't it trust Ambry like Thomas that? at all. I don't trust Isaiah Oliver at all. I don't know yeah. who that number three corner is going to be. It's gotta be like Samuel Womack or someone else who's gonna step up because I I don't know, man. What, what do you mean, like if all your if your only weakness is your number three corner, how many teams are really gonna get there?
1: Yeah, you're good. Yeah. I mean, I miss Jimmy Ward too, but like Lenore, I, I think he's gonna be okay if he cleans up the penalties. But how many mm-hmm. teams exist like the one you brought up? Who who good line, good receivers? Is that the Eagles? Billy. Yeah, that's pretty much it, which which is a little maybe scarier. Dallas. But I mean, that's what it
0: comes down to, right? Like yeah, the Niners are better than most of these teams on their schedule, but are they are they going to beat Dallas and Philly in the playoffs? Like, and it might yeah. be both of them you got to beat. And last year, the answer was no. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. And, the main, and then
0: another team after that.
1: And the main yes. part of that was the trenches. Now they improved at the D line, but on the O line, I don't, we'll talk about that. I don't know. Uh, well, let's talk
0: about it now ish. Okay. Is Colton McKivitt's worse? Than Mike McGlinchey this is this an overreaction? He got worked by T.J. Watt, but it's T.J. Watt. Maybe Mike. I mean, not maybe.
1: We know Mike McGlinchey. Big Mike would have got worked by him too. Did you see Mike McGlinchey going against Max Crosby yesterday? No. How'd that go? <laughs> not good. Not good for N- Big Mike. Mike looked bad. Uh He okay. looked. So th- the thing is, is he better than Mike McGlinchey? Probably not. Is he the same and much cheaper? Yeah, that's what I would say. I think he's the same, but much, much cheaper. I'd rather have Colton McKivitz at a million or two versus Mike McGlinchey at five years, 85 million, which is what Denver did. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to be Denver with Mike McGlinchey. I'd rather have a cheaper right tackle. But the problem is it's not about being cheaper at right tackle. It's about being better at right tackle so i don't think they improved that right tackle i don't think they got worse at right tackle i think they're the same and that's a problem they're cheaper which is good but they need to be better if they want to beat the, the teams with the lead pass rushers in the playoffs and win a super bowl and i think that's my number one i had a lot of concerns coming in the season like the kicker moody like would kyle Shanahan be ready um you know is brock purdy gonna be the same if not better and i think he is is Colton McKivitz going to be an upgrade over Mike McGlinchey, and that is the one that remains to be. No, I don't think he is. I think they still. That's the big problem, and it's going to come up in the playoffs. And I hope it's enough. Kyle's got a scheme for it. He can't leave Colton McKivitz out there on the island. He's got a scheme for it. Like they could argue that he's not that much worse than Mike McGlinchey,
0: and that Mike McGlinchey's getting what seventeen million dollars a year, and Colton's getting one. So I'd rather have Colton than Mike. Like I get that. But you're still in the same situation where you're essentially trying to work around your right tackle, yeah. And you can—they do such a good job of that, right? They—they they play with the lead, they run the ball, they're—they're they're in third and short so much, or not even in third down at all. But you can only do that for so long, yeah. Like did it for a really, for a long time and did a good job of it against Pittsburgh, and then three sacks later for TJ Watt, like it—it—it's—it's it's coming. Once you're in third and eight, you there's only so much you can do. You always have to put a tight end or a running back over there to help them.
1: I mean, the, in the NFL, pass rushers are elite, Mike. They just keep getting better and better every year. And you're going to have Thibodeau on the Giants. You're going to have Micah Parsons on the Cowboys. You're going to have Miles Garrett on Cleveland. You're going to have pass rushers on, uh, with the commanders. And then you're going to see all these teams in the playoffs and they're going to have it. It's going to be a constant problem. Kyle Shanahan has to scheme against it because you can't just leave McKivitz on an island, or it's going to be a problem for Brock Purdy. And if Brock Purdy goes down, my whole outlook on this season changes. They got to figure it out. They got to make it a priority. Like, I want, you know, you watch all these teams like on the quarterback and hard knocks. It's such a priority for all these teams. I don't know what the priority is for Kyle. Maybe it is a priority, and I'm just not aware of it, but it doesn't feel like it's a priority because they continue to leave McKivitz out there with these elite pass rushers, and the results aren't good. Yeah, from his perspective, he can work around it. He's going to run the ball. He's going to move
0: the pocket. He's going to avoid third down. He's going to be in third and short. And he does such a good job of that. But it's always going to be one third and long. It's always going to be a couple third and longs. Or there's always going to be one game that year where you fall behind. And I feel like a big problem that happened in Philly was Philly scored first. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Niners felt like this urgency to clap back and uh, even the score, and they started. They took a shot on the first drive when usually they set those up. Yeah, take them a little later. Yeah. So I don't know. Um Yeah, I mean it's. You're not going to play with the lead the whole year and win the Super Bowl. Like you're not that much better than the rest of the league. It's, uh, eventually, sometimes you're going to get in a game where you got to come from behind.
1: PTSD was what I was looking PTSD. for. PTSD. Thank you. And I think we all have it a little bit from injury standpoint. And I'm concerned about you know let's keep Brock pretty healthy. Uh, we gotta protect them, and I think a lot of the fans are as well. Especially with, uh, talking about pulling CMC out. So yeah, McColton's M- is is not worse than Mclintich. To me, he's the same, much cheaper, but that means it's still a problem. Yep.
0: All right, let's take a moment to uh, shout out our sponsor, Prize Picks. If you're into daily fantasy, you want to make some entries on tonight's game. This is the place to do it. Sign up uh, Monday Night Football. Sign up with the link in the description. Use promo code Iggy they will uh, match your initial entry up to $100. Let's check out my entries from this week. Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, it was more than or less than 219.5 passing yards. 219.5. Wow. I said less it. than. He beat it by 0.5 yards. That's a they good line. They nailed, yeah, they nailed it. Yeah, they nailed it. Shout out prize picks for nailing that one. So I got that one wrong. Brandon Ayuk over 52. Point, I mean, more than 52.5 receiving yards. Easy money. Yeah. 129. Dak Prescott, this was the, they always give you something like free over at prize picks cuz they're so generous. More mm-hmm. than 0.5 pass yards, nailed it. He had 117. Uh Patrick Mahomes, I said less than 286.5 passing yards, nailed that one. He got 226. Christian McCaffrey, I said he would rush for less than 101.5 rushing at total from scrimmage. I was way off. I thought Pittsburgh might have a good defense and I was wrong, sir. Wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was close, man. I almost won six hundred bucks, man. If if uh, Pickens, if Pickens doesn't get that uh, penalty, they don't call that back the pass at the end. I would have won six hundred, bastard. But yeah, I I had McCaffrey over, um, over that, and I also yeah yeah, more than, and I also had yeah. I think they had Brock Purdy with rushing more than four and a half yards. I took that too and got that. Nice, yeah, nice.
0: So you you use prize picks because you know how good they are, right? That's what I'm saying. Right. Debo Samuel, I had him at more than 49.5 receiving yards. Boom, nailed it. He had 55. So let's make a couple entries for tonight because I'm in the mood. All let's right. Ch- okay, Josh Allen,
1: pass,
0: pass yards, 251.5 for Josh Allen, more or less than. What do you man, think?
1: That's so tough, man. I feel like it's going to be right there. It could go either way. Um, against Aaron Rodgers, they're going to. Sh- the defense is really good on the Jets. I'm going to say under, personally. I'm going to say less
0: than. I'm going more than because I've seen Robert Sala try to defend Josh Allen before in 2020 and it didn't go well. (laughs) I feel like Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans don't do the greatest job of containing quarterbacks who like to scramble. And Josh Allen's going to get outside the pocket and throw for a bunch of yards because if he doesn't, they're not going to win this game. So I'm disagreeing with you,
1: sir. And then Aaron Rodgers. I would go over on that one to me.
0: You go more than 235.5 for Aaron Rodgers on
1: this one? To me, that's an easy call. The Josh Allen one, I don't know because I feel like it's going to be right there, but I'm going to go over for Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go with the more
0: than as well. Uh, I like Josh Allen more than 251.5 pass yards and Aaron Rodgers more than 235.5. I'm going to place my entry right here. Boom. Boom. See what happens tonight. All right. Thank you very much, Prize Picks. Back to... Okay. One more question. This is the big question on everyone's mind. Even though In a a lot of ways, this was a defense game. Niners scored 30 points, and Brock Purdy was extremely efficient. Mm -hmm. Coming off this elbow surgery, coming off this training camp where he threw a bunch of picks, and people were kind of nervous about what he would look like. Well, he was really, 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 really good-looking. He was really good. Mm -hmm. Ridiculously (laughs) good-looking. Is he a top-10 quarterback?
1: Top-10. He's, I'll, I'll, I, I, before the season, I said he's fifteen. That's where I had him. Maybe twenty in the worst case scenario, but I said fifteen to twenty. I think I said fifteen a few times. Top ten is tough. There's a lot of things he does that is top ten. His his arm strength is not top ten. It's bottom ten. But everything else is his I confidence. Think. His confidence, the way he his leads, leadership. his timing, uh, his accuracy, like. Uh, The way he scans the field, the way he sees the field. In Kyle Shannon's offense, his elusiveness, it's all really good. I think he's close. I don't know if I'd say in the top 10, but he's close. I got to see a little bit more. But in this offense, he could look like top 10 for sure. His numbers will probably be maybe not yards, total yards, because they're not going to pass a lot. But efficiency, I would say, yeah, he's, he's right there.
0: I'm going to say he might, he may have that potential. I'm not going to write him off for that because he is good. But I still don't think he's proven it yet. Like, I don't think you prove it after eight starts. And I do think you got to factor in the fact that he's on a really, really, really good team. Like, I couldn't help but think, what would happen to this game yesterday if Purdy were on the Steelers and Pickett were on the 49ers? And what I thought is that the Niners would win. Now, I still think Purdy is definitely better than Pickett better scrambler, more decisive, just better. But I think if you put Purdy on the Steelers behind that offensive line and told him to go up against the Niners' defense, he'd have a tough time. And I think if you put Purdy out here with Christian McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo and Kittle, uh, he would put up really good numbers. So I think it's important to remember that. And I think with Purdy, he needs to to do this over the whole season. And and he can have down games, but can you stay healthy? Can you stay healthy? Because... Jimmy couldn't, and that's why he's not here anymore. Essentially, I know, I know. Purdy looks like he's a little bit better than Jimmy, or maybe significantly better than Jimmy was. The, the mobility is different, but Jimmy essentially got run out of town because he wasn't durable enough. We still, he still has to answer that question, Brock Purdy.
1: Yeah, as far as health is concerned, it is a concern. You know, uh, he did get hit, a, a, you know, two, three, at least three times, uh, pretty hard from T.J. Watt. Uh, You know, and TJ punched out the ball, and it's tough. I mean, like, I I don't really knock Purdy for those fumbles very much because TJ Watt coming, slapping that ball out from the back is tough. Um, He's definitely better than Pickett. That much I'm convinced of now after seeing both of these guys. But it is hard comparing quarterbacks because you have to place them on the same team, and that's all in your head, right? You can't unless we could actually see it play out. Yeah, Uh, it's tough. Like as you rank them overall as a quarterback, you can say that Brock Purdy's going to have better numbers for sure. He's going to than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. But if you took some of those quarterbacks and put them on the Niners, what would their numbers look like? So it's a very hard game to play. Uh, I think Brock Purdy might finish in the efficiency, top 10 in efficiency um, this year. I think that's definitely possible. Is he a top 10 quarterback? I don't know because I feel like a lot of those top 10 quarterbacks have elite arm talent right mm-hmm. now brock is a lead at a lot of things arm strength is not one of those Mm-mm. um so it's hard mm-hmm. for me because literally your top 10 quarterbacks have everything they have you know they have the arm talent they have everything mm-hmm. that brock has yeah do.
0: they do so i don't know brock has one weakness and it's like his best throws of the game was like the 20 yard touchdown throw mm-hmm. to Ayuk. like that was a 20 yard back shoulder fade really nice throw really but nice. like NFL quarterbacks make that throw all the time, and then the other one where he like spun away from pressure, rolled left, stop, and hit Debo. Like that was a 13 yard throw. Like I'm not saying every quarterback can make that play, but there's a lot of things Purdy does really well that other qu- quarterbacks don't. But mm-hmm. once the ball leaves his hands, it's not going that far.
1: Yeah, and
0: it's not traveling that fast. But yeah. a lot of times it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, on it this doesn't. Team. It a doesn't. On this team, yeah, on it this probably team. won't
0: matter against the Rams next week. It probably won't matter against the Giants.
1: No, on this team and in this offense, it does. So people think that this is somehow a, you know, retribution or a mark against me and what I've said about Brock Purdy. My, my, What I've always said about Brock Purdy is that I like pretty much everything about him except his arm strength, uh, his size slash durability, and his ability to step up in the pocket. I think he did that better. I think he stepped up in the pocket uh, better This year, which was great to see. He looks better this year than he does before. He looks more comfortable. Um, I feel like he missed an opportunity to step up in the pocket on one of those sacks that he gave up. So I'd like to see him improve a little bit there. As far as the size, that's not going to change. As far as arm strength, I don't think that's ever going to change. He doesn't have elite arm talent. That's just a fact. People get mad at me about that, but its I'm just telling you guys the truth. He doesn't have elite arm strength. He just does not. But what he does have is everything else that makes him really, really good. And especially in this offense, he runs this offense perfectly for Kyle Shanahan. Now, is it enough to win the Super Bowl? That's yet to be determined. But I think with this team overall, if all three facets play together like they did yesterday, I think this team could win a a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. But they all got to play together. It's a team thing here. Uh, You're not necessarily going to throw the team on Brock Purdy's back, I don't think. Here's one thing I've noticed with Brock that I, I don't
0: know if it's a concern, but I'm interested. He's so confident, bordering on, like, arrogant when he plays, which is you wouldn't expect from Mr. Irrelevant. But, yeah. like, he holds the ball a long time. If it's not open, he has no problem holding it, holding it, scrambling left, scrambling right. I mean, like, he almost is like, and one mixtape on you, like, trying yeah. to I show you up. Yeah, And it's cool. But he's also, you know, when he gets hit, the ball came out twice yesterday and I feel like he's hunting big plays, not downfield, but sometimes he forces throws into covers that he doesn't have the arm to make. Like He has a drop pick, it feels like, in every game. And I feel like maybe maybe that's luck, maybe, maybe that's who he is, but he's only played eight games. You keep doing that, I don't think you can really live that way. I feel like he needs to get the ball out of his hands a little quicker sometimes and stop thinking he can make all these plays. I mean, he's going to get hurt if he plays like that consistently. It is a
1: concern. I do like what I saw from Brock Purdy. I like I his confidence, though. I I love yeah. his confidence. I feel like you have like to have confidence. that. That was one of my main yeah. knocks on Trey Lance. Like, the worst thing about Trey Lance to me was he just didn't have that. He didn't seem like that dog. No. Like, it, he's got to get that if he ever wants to be good. But Brock Purdy has that naturally, and that's one of the things I really like about Brock Purdy, man. I mm-hmm. feel like if all the if all three facets of this team play well like they did up to their potential, I think Brock Purdy could be good enough to win a Super Bowl for the 49ers. Um, regardless of arm strength, I think if I did get anything wrong about Brock Purdy, it wasn't his arm strength, but it was about how important that was for the success on this team. I think the 49ers can beat a lot of teams, regardless of whether Brock Purdy's going downfield uh, uh, or not. So uh, I'm excited about this season. Seeing Brock, it's honestly really remarkable what Brock Purdy has done. Like he, he won he's won every game that he start and finish with the 49ers, and that's now it's over two seasons, right? He, he did it last season, hurt his UCL, recovered faster than anybody anticipated, at least me. Then he comes, starts week one on the road in Pittsburgh and does the same thing he did last year. And if, and not only does it look the same, I think he looks better. Like he understands the offense more. He's more comfortable, more in command. So it's exciting for 49er fans, I think.
0: Yeah, Um. still, his job this year is to stay healthy and not turn the ball over. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that you're you know styling out there and you have potential and you're young, but it's the number one defense. It's the number one run, not the number one run game. It's a really good run game. And it's like, it's Sam Darnold behind you. So yeah. you need to play all the games. You need to be healthy in uh, Feb- February, January, mm-hmm. February. And your arm needs to get stronger, not weaker as the season goes on. Uh, so I'm not saying you can't do it, but like that's that's the thing. And if he's the real deal, he'll do that. It's not just blowing out Pittsburgh week one. It's staying healthy the whole year, being out there in the playoffs, making it through the playoffs and not turning the ball over. And I feel like there is he is he's got a little bit of a Jimmy uh, in him and like he doesn't have a conscience out there. Like He really thinks he can fit every little throw out there. He can hold the ball a long
1: time, make plays. And he
0: does nine times out of ten.
1: He just but, needs. To, he know. just needs to, just like Kyle Shanahan needs to make it a priority to protect him. He needs to make it a priority for himself to protect himself. I mean, look at Tom Brady's career. He played for a long time and he had success for a long time. And one of the main reasons is because he would get rid of the ball if he was in danger. He'd throw it away. He'd hit the ground. Whatever he needed to do, because the most important thing is the health of your starting quarterback. Brock Purdy's got to realize this. kashan has got to realize this. they got to reiterate it. It's got to become a priority for the 49ers. Uh, yeah, because if he goes down it, to me, I, I don't – maybe I – again, maybe I'm wrong about Sam Darnold too, but uh, I just don't believe in Sam Darnold. I need Brock Purdy to play every single game. Yeah, like I don't know if Brock Purdy's good enough to win a Super Bowl. It seems like
0: on this team, a lot of quarterbacks might be good enough to win a Super Bowl. I don't think Sam Darnold's one of them. Yeah. Brock Purdy might be one of them. So he needs to be out there forever. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Yeah. Maybe
0: I'm being too harsh on Darnold. I just don't think that even with this team, Darnold could win a Super Bowl.
1: Um, yeah. I don't think Kenny yeah. Pickett could either. One thing that's great about Brock too, he's fun to watch. He's yeah. He's exciting to watch. I haven't felt that way. And the other thing with Jimmy, I used to be like he's fun scared. to watch. Like with Jimmy, yeah. if the first read wasn't open, I'm like ah, like I'm getting nervous. What's this dude gonna do with Brock? Yeah. It's like, hey, what's this dude gonna do now? You know, it's, it's, right. more, it's It feels it's better. It's a more enjoyable fan experience.
0: I would agree. Uh, the Goose says Drake Jackson looks to have a breakout season.
1: Yeah. I called it, by the way, just so you guys know. I
0: did call it. When you have three really good pass rushers on your line, that fourth guy is going to get a
1: yeah. lot of
0: one-on-ones and a lot of quarterbacks running away from those guys and into him. Yeah. Which yeah. worked out. Yeah, but,
1: but to Drake Jackson's credit, man, he's super athletic. Like, crazy. No guy, doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a good fit
0: for that because like if he has to chase down people late in the down, he can absolutely he do that. Yeah, Ricky Williams says first take did segment. Who's better between the Cowboys and the Niners? Seems like these two are going to be compared week by week until they meet. Going to be fire. Yeah. I think we. I, the thing that's interesting about him is, I mean, maybe the the Cowboys will have a better um, record than the Niners this year, but seems like the Niners match up very well with the Cowboys. Have their number. Uh, that's a tough. I, the, the Cowboys have a really. Typically, I would agree. Defense plays well. Their defense
1: plays well against the Niners. Yeah, I'm scared of their defense, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm, typically, I yeah, would agree. Because they
0: could put Micah Parsons on Colton McKibbin.
1: Um, they're, they're, Their pass rush is it's a scary Woo! thing against Colton McKibbin. It is. Yeah. Aware Yourself says, I think Bosa starting slow and
0: missing preseason will pay off in the playoffs end of season. Possible, because he ran out of gas last year. Rocky Evans says, despite the quarterback drama in the offseason, I thought the Niners played extremely well. Brock is a really good quarterback, and the team looks Super Bowl ready. Curious to see if we can maintain this proficiency. I think what's interesting is that like a lot of people expected the Niners would start slow. Um, But this isn't the same team that started slow the last three years. This is the team featuring Christian McCaffrey. And that team has lost two games? Yeah. Yeah. Two. Two?
1: Two. Well, two. right so i don't even know if i would count that one as a loss and then the one where brock purdy went down so when cmc and brock purdy both start and finish the game they win every game
0: yeah yeah so um maybe we should have expected this vinny boy says uh we were hard on Armstead in 2022 as he didn't have help last year like hargrave well he was also out like most of the year but he did step up in the playoffs he looked
1: Steven good even prior says
0: he did look good yesterday. Stephen Pryor says honestly, I think the secondary was even better. Whatever Lenore had, whatever Lenore had one bad drive overall looked cleaner than last year. Pass rush notwithstanding. Well, you gotta remember that Deontay Johnson went down fairly early, and Kenny Pickett couldn't find George Pickens on the field with GPS. I don't understand where Kenny Pickett was looking, what he was thinking.
1: Did you see what Pickens did on Instagram?
0: No. No.
1: Somebody wrote uh the Steelers can't get a man, they, they can't find a man to get Pickens the ball. And he liked that comment. I
0: Week forget. one. Yeah. Second year player. Liking that. Week one. RS, uh, RJSF2293 says, This Niners D-line gives me 2019 vibes. Vibes. We're talking vibes now. Yeah. Joseph Mancusi says, I think Lenore can clean up those penalties and Purdy's real good. He's a mini Drew Brees, but not solidified yet. But he will, I believe. All right, Joseph. I don't
1: know. I don't All like right. that. I think me mini and you Drew talked Breast about up. it in last November. Drew Brees November. is pretty small. I, me and you talked about last November, and we both came to the same conclusion at that time. It's Russell Wilson without the deep ball. That's yeah. that's what Brock Ryan's been more than Breeze. Breeze was extremely accurate. Brock's accurate, but he's not like pinpoint accuracy like Drew Breeze. He's more of a, like a, a creator. Uh, also, Russell Wilson had like a four, had four or five
0: speed. could yeah. run the zone read with him, you wouldn't do that with Purdy. But yeah, there, there are. I would say he's more of a Russell Wilson stylistically yeah. than Drew Breeze, who is yeah. getting the ball out of his hand super super quickly. Like Purdy wants to hold on to it it's yeah. clear he mm-hmm. loves holding on to it and it's it's the most fun thing about him wave nine says we beat philly week 13 they struggled versus the pats all right well i think you definitely can tell what's going to happen week 13 based on what happened week one <laughs> i would agree with that isaac says mckivis didn't get judo tossed so that's a win that's, that's true yeah. ty Bud says not just because it was tj it was versus uh tj we just lost purdy the hit he absorbed uh, on the last sack is scary. His lateral movement is like he has lead on boots. Oh yeah, uh, McKivitz. true. Definitely. Yeah, he's I, he's he's a guard. Stephen Pryor. I haven't been concerned about Dallas for the past few years, but honestly, this year I think they look nasty. Uh, than Philly did last year could be a problem. I agree. Something about Dak. I just feel like he doesn't. He's never going to do well against this defense. I he could face them ten times.
1: They're new. I don't I'm know sure. what it is. Apparently, I got a really close friend who's a Cowboys fan. He said, now the Cowboys are dinking and dunking. He says he, he, hates, he hates watching because it's boring, but he says that it's probably going to help with turnover. So maybe it'll work out.
0: Papa Phil says, y'all tripping. McKivis didn't give up a sack until the second half when the game was over and they all weren't his fault. He actually had a pretty good game against the Hall of Famer.
1: Okay, we'll see how it
0: works out, Papa Phil. <laughs> Wave 9 says, it'll be Cowboys-Niners-NFC title game. That'll be cool. Josh Wyatt says Kyle cracks me up. No sixty-yard field goal before the half to justify the pick. I thought that was growth, but then he called a seven-step seven-step drop up twenty in the third, like he needed to justify trading away Lance. Yeah, it's Kyle for you.
1: Got to protect Purdy, man. That's Got to.
0: Office of Jed York says, is it the coach's fault or the players demanding to play to pad stats for payday? Interesting. Interesting. Officer Jed York would like to know because he's not trying to pay out those bonuses. I don't Possible. think
1: CFC cares about that. I would be surprised. I wonder. Tyler well. says,
0: look at Grant's energy. Stop denying it. You are a fan. Yeah, I'm so excited the Niners won yesterday. So excited. Look at my look at my excited face. <laughs> it made my day. Yeah. I'm in Phoenix by myself, having a time, but I'm happy because the Niners won, because <laughs> they're doing well. Stephen Pryor says uh Brock Purdy is an MVP candidate with this team. Okay. He's and he put two dollars on it. Some people put five on it. He put 199 on it. That's how you know he really means it. Wave 99 put 199 on it. Says 80% of BP's throws are to wide open wide receivers. Yeah, man. probably like, probably like 90, 95%. Yeah. Fisher relaxing says Wills has the answer to a good line five man front. Okay. We'll see. Wilkes, generic name says Kyle ruins a young man's career, but hey, they paid Bosa and won a game. So F it, right? Wish fans had a spine and showed a person is more important. People Man, are all, these are football fans. They're one and no. What were you expecting, generic name? <laughs> They're yeah, one people,
1: and no. Yeah. People are all, always more important in football for sure, but we're just talking about the football game right now. If you want to get in that yeah. conversation, that's different. Yeah.
0: Papa Phil says on this team conversation is irrelevant. He's got 199 on it. Andrew says Brock is cool, but not top ten. Good question. Imagine Stafford on this team. I like how focused the team looked. Good win against a bad team. Yeah, this team, this team seems like a team that's um, really confident in itself. How about that? Very confident in itself. Daniel says, what team or teams can expose this offensive line on our schedule?
1: Oh, a lot of them. The, the Cowboys. Um, the Giants possibly could, uh, believe it or not. Even though they got smacked last night, they got some good pass rushers. Uh, the Commanders got some good pass rushers. The freaking Cleveland Browns got a good pass rusher. There, yeah. There's a lot of teams that, that could possibly give them some problems. Resilient motto says, At Ryan, new dad here, any advice? Oh man, we could have this conversation forever. Um, but I will tell you the best one of the best things is I just keep it real with my kids from a very young age. I didn't shelter them, told them how life is, how people are, and I think that was one of the best things I've ever done for. For Life Niners, his thoughts about our O line against Aaron Donald.
0: Niners always do a good job against him. They (laughs) always do a good job. They face him so many times. I think they game plan well against him. They don't really put guys in tough positions against him. Brindell, actually.
1: I was impressed with Brindell and Banks and Trent Williams yesterday. It was Burford and McKibbitts that were not. That right side. Yeah. That right side. All right, guys. That's the show. I'll be back in an
0: hour with Larry to do it again. Talk Niners. Different topics. Larry's topics. He's going to be saying, Grant. Brock Purdy's a Hall of Famer, right? And I'm going to be like, well, with all due respect, Larry, I think I need to see a little bit more. And he'll be like, how can you say that? I'm going to be like, well, with all due (laughs) respect, can't wait. If you want to see me try to respectfully disagree with uh, Brock Purdy's number one backer, you can tune in in an hour. I'll be there. Larry will be there. We're having a good time. Yeah, man. What are you doing the rest of the day? I know you've been streaming already.
1: I just streamed with Twin. We recapped the game. Tomorrow I'll be on with Jesse. And then tomorrow night, 8 p.m., it's a really cool show. It's a call-in show, but I got BNA music as well as Sour Sam. It's kind of a cool vibe, late night, 8 p.m. So, yeah, subscribe to the channel, man. That's dope. Thanks for watching, everyone. I will see you guys in an hour.